This stanza is called Compassion. True compassion is completely unselective. It does not choose sides or pick causes. It does not divide the world into friends and enemies. True compassion is an automatic, unhindered, unemotional outflow of heart. It is the opposite of sentiment. True compassion arises out of the mirror wisdom, the seat of truth. Those who act compassionately before such an attainment are indeed acting. They are mistaking their sentiments and affections for compassion, disguising their attachments and aversions as altruism. The world is filled with compassion actors, but almost entirely bereft of the truly compassionate. However, it is noble to intend towards compassion, even if the gap between intention and reality is vast. Because sooner or later, the method actor becomes the character, and one has to rehearse before one can be. When the heart is unmasked, the conceits of vanity cease. The mirror dawns and the myriad of reality is clearly perceived. Action which proceeds from such a basis is immutable compassion. Such beings are unmissable. So the only way to realise, embody and enact true compassion is to realise, embody and enact the emptiness of the mirror wisdom. The two are mutual and occur at the same time. And this is a commentary to the stanza called Compassion. And there are really two key points in this stanza. The first point is to define compassion in a way that differs from our standard suppositions about it. So we tend to think of compassion as connected with empathy, of being able to relate clearly and understand other beings. And perhaps on that basis, acting kindly towards them, helping them, especially if they are suffering in some kind of way. So we tend to think of compassion as a kind of feeling or sentiment. And that's certainly the way that some modern philosophers and biologists tend to conceive of it. So the first point is actually a critique 
of that view. And it's rather a bold claim that compassion is not in fact an expression of sentiment or feeling or emotion. It is in some definitive sense the transcendence of those things connected more directly with what I call an outflow of the heart. An outflow which is prajna, or intuitive insight. And this outflow can only arise out of the yogic attainment of unlocking the mirror-like wisdom of the heart. In Buddhist language, the Dhammakaya, the body of truth. And this actually leads us to the second point of the stanza, that true compassion can only arise out of the apprehension of shunyata, or emptiness. Which means it is rather rare in this world. Exceedingly rare. We're talking here about the lofty attainment of a real bodhisattva. And connected with these two points is something of a harsh criticism of people who think that they are acting compassionately, but in reality are merely expressing their sentiments and feelings. And the criticism is based on the idea that in such cases, what is being expressed is actually deeply partial. So there's a claim here that when there is a deep sentimental fidelity to a particular being, or maybe a group of beings, that this almost always entails simultaneous aversions to others. And it's interesting to note here a continuity on this point between Buddhism and psychoanalysis and maybe even certain forms of evolutionary theory. And so the basic argument is that before genuine compassion arises out of this realization of shunyata, or the mirror-like wisdom, what seems to be compassion is in fact simply attachment and aversion. And these are sentiments which truly dominate the human world. But there is a silver lining to this cloud. And it's this, that the path to unlocking genuine compassion requires trying to be compassionate, having the intention of compassion, even if the reality is that more sentimental form of attachment and aversion I have been describing. And the metaphor in the stanza is that of method acting. That sooner or later, the method actor becomes the character. And there are some very practical implications from all of this. Firstly, to become very aware of the difference between sentiment or affection and the sharpness and clarity of prajna, or intuitive insight. To realize that only the latter is the basis for genuine compassion, and therefore to put effort into developing this as much as possible. And in the same breath, to recognize that the bar is being set very high here. That aiming for genuine compassion is to some degree 
aiming to go beyond our very humanity, to become a sort of superhuman or a bodhisattva in the flesh. And to realize this is indeed what the yogi or yogini ought to be aiming for. Thank you.